Welcome to The Emily Osmond Show. I'm your host, Emily Osmond, a marketing coach based in Melbourne, Australia. This show is for you, the service business owners selling your expertise and skills to help other people. And I'm here to help you make more money in your business simply through modern marketing mindset and strategies. Whether you are establishing your business and focused on getting booked out with ideal clients, just like my students inside the Modern Marketing Collective, or you're now booked out with clients and you want to help more people and make more money without working more hours through an online program, just like my clients inside my scalable mastermind. Come say hello over on Instagram at Emily Osmond. And now let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show and to this special episode, which is one of the most popular from the past three years of the Emily Osmond show. This episode is part of a four-part series where you'll hear from one of my students in the Modern Marketing Collective about the biggest marketing strategies and mindset shifts that have contributed to not only their business growth, but importantly, their business enjoyment too. This is such a great opportunity, if you have already listened to this episode before, to take note of what stands out as you listen again. I often find that different parts of conversation will resonate with us depending on what we're going through at that current time in our business. So enjoy learning from today's very smart entrepreneur and hearing their story. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm joined by Michelle McCarthy, the founder and creative director of Studio Danu, a graphic design and branding studio based right here in Melbourne. With over a decade of industry experience working for clients of all sizes across Australia, America and Europe, Michelle understands the power of building admired brands through strategic design and bespoke branding. She believes in a hands-on, collaborative approach, being her client's biggest cheerleader, brand ambassador, and marketing manifester. In this episode, Michelle explains what it's been like during this first year of running her own business. She shares the challenges, the biggest lessons that she's had, and a shift that saw her go from her lowest income month to her highest yet. Michelle is on track to meet her corporate salary within a year of going out on her own, which is just incredible. Michelle is one of my students from the Modern Marketing Collective, and I have some really exciting news for you. I just made it even easier for you to get started working with me and join the Modern Marketing Collective. You can join now and pay the program off over 12 months. So if you want to make big moves in your business before the end of this year, this is the sign you've been looking for. So who's the Modern Marketing Collective for? Well, if you sell your services or expertise, mainly online, I'm looking at you, my creative service providers, coaches, and consultants. If you're shooting for that first $10,000 revenue month, you want to know how to market your business and book more clients without feeling needy or pushy or sleazy, and you want strategy and community, then this is for you. Go to emilyosmond.com forward slash collective and get started today. Also, I thought I'd share just a bit of a proud mama moment here. 
some of the wins that we've seen in the collective from this month alone. One of our students says she beat her monthly sales record because of the new lead magnet she created, some work that we were doing on lead magnets. Another of our students said, putting my new design services out there, which is her new day rate service. This is one of the group coaching calls. We mapped that out. And she said, getting five days booked after mentioning it to clients. Another of our students said, oh my gosh, sold out my first course and started running it. Another of our students said, best month ever. Over half of last year's entire revenue was made this month alone. And another of our students said they reviewed their pricing structure, raised their prices and got bookings at the new price. So if you're pretty keen to have some wins yourself and you know that getting a strategy in place is the best way to do so, then come on and join us. Go to emilyosmond.com forward slash collective and I cannot wait to see you inside. Now, without further ado, allow me to introduce you to Michelle McCarthy. So Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. This is super exciting. We were just chatting around. I was like, so we'll just start off with a little intro to you and um, pretty much like everyone in the world, it's one of the hardest things to do. (laughs) So why don't I ask you what you spend your days doing? So I run Studio Danu, which is a graphic design and branding studio that helps female-led businesses step into their own power and show up in a way that truly resonates with who they are and what they have to share with the world. Now, let's wind back to the end of 2020. Talk us through what was happening for you then with your work. So I was the global marketing manager for a tech company and I had worked there for almost four years and we had done some really exciting things. I headed up a rebrand and a UI project, but by the end of 2020, I couldn't shake this urge to open my own company. And I've always wanted to do it. And there was something about the timing that I was like, if not now, then when? So I made a decision in August of 2020 to set up my own business. And then I set the date of February 2021 to actually go full time and hand in my resignation, which I did. So, so amazing. And what did that feel like for you to say, right, I'm going to walk away from this position and start my own company? I think it was a mixed bag bag of emotions, really. There was the excitement and the real feeling that I was going to step into what I knew I needed to do or I wanted to do. It was in my bones to own my own business. But also I was leaving quite a healthy corporate salary to effectively nothing with no client base or anything. So I was trying to figure out and navigate that. So it was excitement combined with fear. Yeah. Yeah. I can resonate. (laughs) I think our journeys are actually quite similar. They are. Well, for me, it was like, this is a great job, but uh, it's not really fulfilling me. And I think there's something else. And we were both chatting before we hit record around just having this like inner knowing, like, oh yeah, one day I'll I'll be doing my own thing. 
and just having that in us and feeling it. And you were like, I could feel it in my bones. You always knew that one day you're going to have your own thing, which I think is really, really cool. And it just becomes a matter of, okay, when? And there gets to a point where it's like, well, when am I going to do this? Let's just make it happen. Yeah. And for me, I think it was, I had turned 30, 31 and I wanted to have kids and all that kind of stuff. And like, I still want that for my future. So I was kind of like, now is the time before I have a mortgage, before I have kids. I mean, you can still absolutely do it when you have those things. But for me, and I think also not living in my home country, I don't have that safety net of like my parents' house or my family to fall back on. So I need to do this now when I only have rent to pay and myself to feed. So now, now is the time before I use everything else as an excuse to not do it. Absolutely. And yeah, like you said, you've kind of got the extra um, pressure and lack of safety net in a way than not having that family here in the country that perhaps otherwise you might have been able to say, hey, okay, I'm moving back home. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I was saying to you as well before we hit record that I went back into our group, the Modern Marketing Collective and Googled your name or searched your name and found your welcome post from December. And just in the way that you almost introduced yourself and you said you're a graphic designer and you're about to quit your job and, and go out on your own. And now to see what you've achieved in that short amount of time and also the changes that you've you've just had within yourself have been huge and I'm so excited to dig into these in this chat. So we're kind of going to focus on the last few months. You made kind of a big decision for yourself and changed the way that you were showing up, the way that you were approaching things. Talk us through why that was and then we'll get into exactly what you did. Yeah, so as I said, I was working in a corporate job. And one of the benefits of having a job is money (laughs) magically appears in your account every fortnight. And I'm still trying to undo that nine to five mentality. And I think what happened was I wasn't showing up like I should and kind of got a little bit complacent because I was just so used to people giving me money. I mean, I worked for it, but you know, money just appearing. So what happened was about the middle of this year, my savings started to dwindle and it was really a wake up call. It was really a shake that no one's going to just come and (laughs) give you money. Unfortunately, that's not how the world works. So I was like, okay, I need to make a change. I need to look at what I'm doing and what I'm not doing and really be honest with myself and give myself a bit of tough love and be like, are you actually doing all that you can do? Are you really showing up? When is the last time you sold your services? That's a question I don't think any of us ask Mm -hmm. ourselves enough. Yeah. How do those two months compare from July to August, just in terms of, you know, what, what kind of happened? And then let's go into how you made that happen. Yeah. So quite surprisingly, I went from having my lowest and slowest month, which was July, to my best month in August. So that is definitely like a mindset shift because the landscape didn't change. I didn't go viral overnight. Nothing really changed apart from how I showed up. 
And you know what? It also now shows you what's possible and you can't undo that. Like you can't undo what you've just achieved. The revenue that you've just shown yourself that you can make and you know, you can't undo now knowing that you have the power to attract those clients. So it is so powerful. And it's just now like taking you to that to that new level and the way that you're going to operate and show up and serve and sell. So let's take a look at what you did differently. How did things change? Yeah. So the biggest thing was a mindset shift. It was sitting down, giving myself that tough love, as I said, and going, right, what am I going to do? So the first place I started was books and podcasts. I read Denise Duffield Thomas's book and one line that she had said in that, which really stood out was throw everything at it. And that really resonated with me. And I was like, okay, I'm going to throw everything at it. Anything and everything, affirmations, manifesting, EFT tapping, moon water, everything. So that's what I did in terms of like my mindset. Mm -hmm. And then practically and strategically, I started showing up every day and I actually started selling my services, which sounds so obvious. (laughs) And it's the simple kind of obvious thing that we don't do. And talk to me about why you didn't do that before. I think I didn't want to be annoying. It was obvious. It's in my bio. This is what I do. But I wasn't giving anyone a reason to book in a call with me. I wasn't making anything compelling enough. And I think we have this tendency to overcomplicate things And I was thinking about like my long-term strategy and all these other buzzwords and jargon. And it really came back down to the basics on show up consistently and tell people what you have to offer and why it would benefit them. Yeah. And it's that change as well from being passive to being proactive as well. And like being passive when we're just sitting there hoping someone's going to find us, someone's going to inquire versus being active in it and actively going out there and speaking to the audience and saying, this is what I have to offer. Talk us through, you showed up for several days, letting your audience know what you had to offer. What happened or what didn't happen, should I say, to start with? (laughs) So I use strategy calls as my opt-in. I showed up every day on stories was my CTA in all my posts and said, you know, book in a free call with me. And I think my goal was to do it every day for a week and see what happened. I love that you were like, okay, let's just try things here. So everyone listening as well, it's like, just throw everything at it and you'll figure out what works. So yeah, love that. And day five, nobody had booked in. I was so ready to give up. I thought I was being annoying and I was trying to say it in different ways, mainly for my own sanity. So I didn't feel really repetitive, but at the same time, day five, nothing happened. And it was a bit of a kick in the guts, but I persisted. And on day six, three people booked in. By day nine, I was fully booked for the rest of the month. So it just goes to show how consistency and showing up really do pay off. And it's not annoying it's necessary. In a weird way, letting go or unattaching from the outcome, especially 
initially because if you had said, well, this isn't working, <laughs> you, you would have stopped and then you would have missed out on, on letting it play out and letting it build there and letting it get in front of people more than once. And maybe that person, they didn't see your stories the previous days, but now they're on, they've seen it and it's the right time. So it's also letting go of the immediate expectation. Yeah. I think that is one of my biggest like learnings from the past year in that I had this idea and this expectation of what my business should look like or what my packages or my services should look like, what I should look like, what I should sound like. And it's great to have goals and kind of have some guidelines, but not to be attached to the outcome because it can change. And quite often, especially as a small business owner and especially as a startup, you need to have that room for flexibility to try things out, to experiment, and it'll probably most definitely look different not necessarily in a bad way, but it will look different from how you anticipated. Absolutely. And also in, in terms of what, what you sold to, I know that you tweaked this up a little bit. You had the idea of kind of the, almost the end goal of where you wanted to be and the packages that you wanted to offer. And while you were doing this kind of experiment and like refusing to sink, <laughs> you were open to what your audience wanted and what would just practically actually bring in revenue in your business? Do you want to just touch on that as well? Because I think that would be super handy because we can get over attached almost to how we think it should be and where we want to be versus where we are right now and what's going to get us to where we want to be. Yeah. So I think one of my ideas and grand visions was that I would be a branding studio and focus on rebrands and branding especially. And one of the things I did within the week of that experiment was I put a poll up in my stories. And one of the questions was, how long have you been in business? Zero to three years or three plus. And over 80% of my audience are zero to three years, which meant I had this grand idea of creating a service such as rebrands, but it wasn't going to service or it wasn't what my audience needed. So I adjusted it and I asked my audience what they needed. And I then incorporated other services. So I started offering graphic design as well as branding and not just rebrands. And I love that, Michelle, because even though it might not be where you see yourself going in the future, you asked your audience what they need. It's something you can deliver. It's something that they can pay for. It's something that they want. And so practically it's bringing in money into your business. So it's really just being, like you said, flexible and open, looking for the opportunities and also letting go of that ego that we can have and kind of also recognizing that you're in that first year in business, you're in those early stages. And this is the perfect time to be like tasting these different areas and figuring out what works and also looking at the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. which is who's in your audience already? What do they need that you can offer them? So yeah, too smart. I love it. Definitely. And I think also it's like, there's a barrier to entry when you're a startup or in your first three years of business, you don't necessarily have large sums of money for marketing or design. So it was looking at 
the barriers to entry and how I can remove them. But also my audience are going to grow with me. So I think that's important to like, I, at the start was so hung up on where I, w- I wanted to get to the end goal as quickly as possible. And I didn't see what was in front of me. And the truth is my audience, yes. Okay. Currently they're in zero to three years of business as am I, but they will eventually, they'll be in business five years as will I, and we'll kind of grow together and their needs will change and evolve. And so will my services in line with them. So it's definitely removing that ego of what I wanted to provide and actually looking at what do they need and what do they want rather than kind of pushing something that they may not care about. Absolutely. And also looking at the lifetime value of that customer, because now they're working with you. Who are they going to want to go to when they're ready for more design work, branding work, and then their rebrand too? So basically just getting yourself some uh, customers for life, which is, which is really, really good. So you changed the way that you showed up, didn't see a whole lot happening for those first few days. And then you saw that shift. How did that change your own belief in what was possible, your own confidence and the way that you then continued to, to show up? Yeah. So it was definitely a confidence shift. I feel like beforehand there may have been a slight energy of desperation and subconsciously, I definitely believe in energy and the power of energy and subconsciously your audience picks up on that. So that shift definitely helped me show up with more confidence. And it was like a proof of concept that every time somebody booked in with a call, it kind of validated what I had to offer and validated me and how I was showing up. Absolutely. And also being open to offering those things that your audience wanted and needed that you could deliver, that you could generate revenue from also allows you to to create that proof to yourself that, okay, yeah, I can do this. And you can just continue to grow towards that end goal of where you want to be as well, which is uh, so powerful. So the one thing that I did notice was when I was getting 10 calls booked in for a week or a fortnight, that sense of desperation left because inevitably there will be two that don't show up or that you don't vibe with. And if I only had one call booked in a week and if they either didn't like me or I didn't like them or I was out of their budget, I would feel so disheartened and feel like I was starting from scratch again. But if you've got 10 calls booked in and someone doesn't show up, or someone goes, you're too expensive, or, you know, you don't really vibe with them. It's okay. And it doesn't knock your confidence because you're just going to continue showing up because you know, you've eight other calls booked for the rest of the week. And it just helps bring your confidence to a whole new level. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that abundance thing as well. You're like, I don't need everyone. I don't need the people that perhaps I'm not right for, they're not right for me as well. And it's pretty powerful to kind of know that as well. I didn't understand that at the start. I really didn't understand that I'm not for everybody. I didn't understand the not everybody has to buy from me. It took me a while to understand that there are more than enough customers for everyone. Mm. And I don't have to service all of them. 
And yeah, it's, it is that abundance mindset that that has slowly built up over time. And that takes a bit of a pressure off because. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Even Victoria alone, like this state, even Melbourne, even just the city, I couldn't possibly. You couldn't service all of them. Exactly. Nor do I want to. So it is that thing. And it tends to be a little bit overused, but it's so true. It's like other women's success doesn't like diminish my own. And even someone in the same industry as me, just because they're booked out or gaining all these clients doesn't mean that I won't. It's proof that it's possible. And that took me a while to really wrap my head around and actually believe it. Saying it is one thing, but actually believing that there is so much for everybody. We'll all be fine. (laughs) Don't give up. Yeah, I know, because it can be triggering. It's like, oh, crap, but like they're getting so much more. But like you said, I love the approach that it's like, oh, wow. okay, I know that that is possible now. So let's go and get it. Yeah, definitely. Even with you, I find that with you as well in that the community that you have built. And as we said, like our business stories are a little bit similar. You're paving the way for everyone in the collective and all your followers. And it's so nice to not see you as oh, Emily has all these as all these clients. So therefore I can't or something like that. You know, this is so amazing. Watch her kicking ass. Now we can all kick ass too. And we can all do it together and support each other, which is so much more fun than being in a comparison mindset. Oh, so good. And you get to see like, I'm just a very normal slash not fully normal, but person. (laughs) Is anyone fully normal? Like what it really is the definition of normal. You came to my retreat as well, Michelle, which was like a several months ago now. I have, I've been trying to think what month it was and it was just, I I don't know. All I know, it was in between lockdowns. I feel like it was May. Anyway, earlier this year, you know, what did you get out of that? Some amazing friends. Oh, I know. It's amazing. I think we're going to have our own little mini retreat. So good. It's so so good. good. We have like regular Zoom catch-ups and it's like a little community within the community. Like we're supporting each other if we've got questions. Sometimes we forget things that were said on the retreat and we remind each other. So that's really good. I did come away from the weekend like super motivated and super clear. I had so much clarity and felt really focused. But I think just the girls, having the girls is just amazing. And I didn't, I didn't realize how much I needed the community until I had it. So that's been super good. Priceless. (laughs) Yes, definitely. So Michelle, where is your business heading now? What is it looking like is going to be achieved or, or possible or probable before the end of this year, 2021? So the end of this calendar year is focusing on keeping up this momentum. Again, proof of concept, tweaking where needs be. The next calendar year will be solidifying everything, putting systems, processes, automations, outsourcing in place. I've started outsourcing already, which is super exciting. And then this actual financial year, I'm on track to match my corporate salary, which I'm super proud about considering I will have only been in business a year and a half. Oh my gosh. And for those that perhaps might be in a job or in those earlier days or even not in the early days, but they're like, is that possible to do work that I really enjoy to work 
where I want, when I want with the clients that I like working with and to make the same and more money than I could having that money deposited in my bank account every fortnight in a job. Is that possible? Well, I'll tell you that it's probably half the amount of stress that I'm experiencing now. I have half the stress that I had in my corporate job. And it took me almost four years, maybe just over three years in that job to work up to that salary through promotions. So to get it from a business for myself, and there's something about making your own money. It means more when you had to go out and get it for yourself. That dollar just means that little bit more. And like you said earlier, it proves what's possible. And now that I've done this for a month, I can't not do it. I can't undo it. <laughs> I know. It's like, crap. Now I know it's possible. <laughs> yeah, but the sky's the limit now. So that's really yeah. exciting. Oh, so good, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me. For anyone looking to join the Modern Marketing Collective to work with me to learn some of these strategies, what would you what would you say to them? I love the collective. It's an amazing community of women that genuinely support each other. I think the community side of things is something that I was actually quite, I want to say surprised at. I came in with an average knowledge of marketing, having been a marketing manager. And I learned so much more. It's not just the marketing strategies. There's business tips, business strategies. And then you have this amazing community that genuinely want to see you succeed. So beautiful. Where can everyone find you, Michelle, and check out your incredible branding design work. I love your stuff. It's so good. Where can everyone find you? So I'm on all the socials, but I hang out mostly on Instagram at Studio Danu. Danu is spelled D-A-N-U or my website is studio-danu.com. Perfect. And what are the businesses, brands that you love working with right now? Female-led businesses are my absolute favorite because the empowerment and the confidence that women get when they have a brand that's backing them, that they truly resonate with and showcases who they are and what their superpower is, is really empowering. So that's my, that's absolutely my favorite. All right, Michelle, can't wait to um, chat in another year. Hey, on the pod and uh, see what magic you've created then. Congratulations on all your success, your drive, your determination. It's a pleasure working with you. Thank you. Keep the learning going and join my free online masterclass, the three reasons that your followers are not converting to clients and understand the number one issue that's stopping you from booking more clients now. Go to emilyosmond.com forward slash free and choose a time that suits you this week. If you are not booked out with ideal clients, then join the Modern Marketing Collective and start making more money from your skills and expertise. Go to emilyosmond.com forward slash collective. And if you're booked out with clients and you want to help more people and make more money without working more hours through having an online program, then join the waitlist to apply for the next round of my scalable mastermind. Go to emilyosmond.com forward slash scalable and get your name on the waitlist. For now, remember connection over perfection. You have got this, you incredible entrepreneur, and we'll speak soon.